Welcome to Pigskin Frenzy on this wonderful Thursday. Thank you for joining us. I'm Joel Norrison. Whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, or listening on Podbean, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some NFL coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode, and leave a comment down below. If you're listening on Spotify, share around with others and follow on there as well. Podbean, same thing. If you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. We have Twitter and we have Facebook. Twitter, it's at pigskin underscore frenzy, all lowercase. All you got to do is type that bad boy in on the search engine. You'll find it. Follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, notifications from across college and NFL football. Facebook, same thing. All you got to do is type in pigskin frenzy, same thing. You'll just follow and like the page there. You'll find it. You'll have, you'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, notifications from across college and NFL football. NFL day today. The draft was last week. It was a, you know, a doozy, as we like to say here at Pigskin Frenzy. It was a doozy. Um, first round happened. Uh, I released my mock draft on last week's episode, last week's draft episode. Go back and listen to it and watch last week's episode, uh, last Thursday's episode. It was, it was, it was good. I mean, it, it was long. I mean, but if you uh, you have the time, take you know, just take a step back and just relax and listen to some pigskin frenzy and have a you know have a little refresher, you know. But there was some stuff that I got right and some stuff that I you know got wrong. I didn't expect that to go down at all. So it wasn't it would you know the updates were right. You know, as as I've been doing this for the past you know few weeks and months of talking about the draft, you know it's. It's been right. It's been pretty accurate. It was an unexpected draft, and, you know, they told us expect the unexpected, and we, you know, I, I guess I expected it to be, you know, not quite that unexpected, but it was unexpected. Some moves were unexpected. So today we're going to be talking about the winners and losers of the NFL draft. You're probably thinking, Joel, again with the NFL draft, it's over, but we're going to have to recap just a tiny bit more, and then we will for sure move on to the, you know, you know, some more news. But we're going to talk about some uh, draft winners and losers and which teams won the draft and which teams kind of, you know, didn't win the draft. We're also going to be talking about the, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson situation. It's finally over. I'm pretty sure y'all have been keeping up with the headlines. It, the story actually broke uh, after I got done with Pre-Skin Frenzy. So I wish I would have, you know, stayed on a little bit longer to report it. But, you know, it, it got done after and, uh, you know, it, it all came to a head. I'm pretty sure y'all knew about it, but, you know, we're going to dive deep into it and, you know, have some updates and information there. So, Lamar Jackson situation, uh, Tom Brady, uh, he's in the headlines once more, and we're going to talk about him and his update and his, you know, an update on him and his deal with Fox. We're also going to be talking about that. Then we're going to be, you know, breaking down, you know, some information on the NFL schedule release, the 2023 NFL schedule release. That's the next big thing for the NFL. We're going to be talking about that and breaking it down. And I got some information uh, and some, you know, it's basic information on, you know, when that will be. So then we're going to tie everything together, conclude the episode and just don't go anywhere. Pigskin Frenzy on YouTube. Follow and uh, subscribe to the channel. Leave a like on each episode. Comment. Follow and share around with others on Spotify and Podbean. Audio, video, pigskin frenzy. And let's begin. So let's dive deep into it. So let's just talk about and go right into the NFL draft with draft winners and losers. So 
this is probably going to be one of my last, you know, for sure things on the draft until next year, obviously. So, yeah, it was it was an interesting night. I mean, it was, you know, it was, like I said, expect the unexpected, and it was where college, where college stars become even brighter. And there are some stars that are going to become bright. I think, you know, there were some obvious choices, like Carolina selecting Bryce Young at number one. We expected that to come, and we knew that was coming. Um, you know, we expected... Uh, we expected Bijan to probably go the first round, and boy, did he. Um, did we expected, you know, Will Anderson, you know, to, you know, get into the top three, and boy, I will talk about that move in a minute. But we expected, you know, Anthony Richardson to be a, uh, a quarterback taken in within either A, the top 10, or right outside the top 10, and was he? So, I mean, we had some expected moments, but we had some unexpected moments, like the Texans move into the top three. That was pretty, pretty interesting. Even though they were number two, I have some, you know, y'all, most likely y'all kept up with it and watched it, you know, but we're going to dive deep into that move just a little bit. Um, Then we had, you know, the situation with Will Levis. I didn't expect that to happen at all. I give you my recap on Facebook, but um, of, you know, night one and round one of the NFL draft last Friday, I gave you my recap on Facebook. If you follow me on Facebook and follow Pigskin Frenzy on there, go back and, you know, take a look at that video on there and that update on there. But, you know, let's just get into some draft winners and some draft losers. So here, here to me, you know, and here's some of the organizations that won the draft. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Houston Texans. And most of y'all are thinking, okay, dude, why would they win the you know draft? Or why are they a winner in the draft? I'll tell you who, why they were a winner in the draft. So they, you know, obviously number two rolled around after the expected number one pick in Bryce Young. He was selected at number one. Number two rolled around, and it was the Houston Texans. They were on the clock. They selected C.J. Stroud. I didn't expect that at all. There was a lot, a lot of rumors that they were going to go defense and that C.J. Stroud was going to fall out of the top 10. And it was going to be, you know, one of those things where it's like, whoa, dude, a quarterback of that caliber. And I said, and here's what I said, because on my mock draft, I had him in the top, you know, eight, the top 10. And he was at number eight to the Las Vegas Raiders in my mock draft. But I'm glad he went top three because I said it. I said it when I was telling you my mock draft. He was a top three player. I said he was a top three player. I knew, I knew in my mind he was a top three player. He was one of the he was the second best quarterback in the draft, and he should be drafted in the top five. By the you mean by the I thought he should have been drafted at number two, or he could have been a solid number one pick. Who knows? But anyway, the consensus was Bryce Young. But going into, you know, the Houston Texans pick, they selected CJ Stroud, and I was like, wow, good on him. I did not know. I thought they were they were expecting defense, but they were then at the last second lean toward quarterback for their you know the quarterback for the future. Good on him. You know he he's an automatic start for sure. That's a pickup right there. That's that's a number another uh, one of the main reasons why they won. Here's another reason: the move I expect I did not expect. So there were talks about the Arizona Cardinals trading and trading the number three pick to the Titans or to a another team. Well. The Houston Texans swarmed up and got the number three pick. Yes, the Titans, AFC South rivals, the Houston Texans, got the number three pick. I was stunned. I was saying, are they seriously going to you know, you know, turn around after going picking up a huge quarterback in, in C.J. Stroud and a huge star player in, in C.J. Stroud, and they're going to go right back after it 
and select defense. So they get the best of both worlds. And they traded a lot. Now, here's the only con I have with this. They traded a lot. They traded a lot of their picks for this pick. And, you know, who they selected? Who I said they were going to select in my mock draft. And the arguably, in my opinion, the best defensive player in the draft this season Will Anderson Jr. So they selected him as an edge rusher. In my opinion, they won with just those two selections, even though they traded a lot to get Will Anderson. I did not like that because they traded a lot of their future picks. However, they selected Will Anderson as their future guy on defense, and they selected CJ Stroud as their future guy on offense. Good thing for them. It was good. Um, uh, next winner that I have is obviously we're going to go with the Carolina Panthers. I think there's their first two picks that they got and they, they were, they were building around on the offensive line and building around on the, you know, uh, for the offense for Bryce young, obviously main reason number one, why they were a winner in the draft, Bryce young, <laughs> Bryce young is that guy that can do it for you. I think honestly, size doesn't matter. I think he's going to do great in the NFL. I think that the South is going to have, you know, uh, you know, two teams that are going to, they're, that are going to compete for it. Um, maybe even three, maybe the Falcons rise up, you know, rise up. That's what they were. That's their, you know, that's their slogan, their mantra. So they may rise up, but you know, Bryce young going to the Panthers is that's a really good pickup. Bryce Young is not just a game-managing quarterback. He's a game-changing quarterback. And he's going to do it, I think, for the Panthers. The Panthers found their guy. They were having some quarterback woes. They had Sam Darnold. They had, you know, try to go back with Cam Newton. Then they went back with Sam Darnold. Then they went back with, uh, they drafted Matt Corral, but he got hurt during the offseason. They signed Baker Mayfield. No, I'm sorry. They traded for Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield went to the, you know, Panthers. And then all of a sudden, it was a battle between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Then Baker Mayfield didn't pan out. He signed with the Los Angeles Rams. He got cut. Then Sam Darnold was their guy, you know, until the end of the season. He got cut, signed with the 49ers. Boom. Here we are. NFL draft. They traded with the Chicago Bears. Picked up Bryce Young. I'm sorry if I talk too fast on that one, but you know, you catch my you catch my drift. So it was a it was a good pick in my mind. It was the the right choice, obviously. Bryce Young, in my opinion, was the consensus number one overall pick if you're Carolina. Now, if Chicago would have kept the pick, I would have said draft Will Anderson. But it, when Chicago traded, I was like, okay, you know, it's it's, it's Bryce or CJ Stroud now. And Bryce was the good was the obvious choice for them. They chose Bryce, and why not? Uh, side note, he is wearing number nine in case that, <laughs> in case any fans want to hear, you know, news on that. He's wearing the same number as he did, but that's not the point. Carolina won with that pick. They went and turned around in the second round and drafted a wide receiver, Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. Good pick up there. I think that, uh, replacing DJ Moore after trading their, you know, trading him to the Chicago Bears for that number one pick was good, you know, and, got, and guess what, you know? Bryce Young has help. And then they started drafting some more guys on the line and beefing up that line. And Carolina was just, okay, Carolina was, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to pick him at one. Then the next few picks are going to help build him, you know, build him a team around him and center center some pieces around him that he can, you know, use and, and utilize and he can throw to and someone can block for him. And, you know, it was it was a good draft for the Carolina Panthers. And I think they are a winner there. Moving on, I think, you know, one and I, I'm gonna give you three winners. I guess I'll give you three winners and then uh 
three losers. I think one would be the last winner would be the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles definitely won the draft. If you want the mantra of keep building, you look no further than the Philadelphia Eagles. The Super Bowl champion, or I'm sorry, Super Bowl runner-ups, my bad, Super Bowl runner-ups, the NFC champions, if you will, Philadelphia Eagles, they picked up uh, Jalen Carter in the in the first round. He fell quite a bit. I think it was due to the offseason issues and because of, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, you know, credentials at the combine and pro day and, you know, what have you there. So, um, in my opinion, he probably should have gone earlier than nine, but hey, Eagles traded up one spot to get him. They picked him up and then they turned around at number 31 and picked Nolan Smith. They love them Georgia Bulldogs now. I'm going to tell you that now. They love some Georgia Bulldogs. Speaking of some more Georgia Bulldogs, they traded for DeAndre Swift during the draft. They traded some picks for DeAndre Swift. It was awesome. You know, I thought that was cool. They picked up Swift, and now they got a two-running back system with Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift at running back. So they got some more help there. They also have a uh, good rotation with Derek Barnett, Fletcher Cox, the veteran. Then they have Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, and Nolan Smith, all from Georgia, all former teammates. The Eagles are just... They love them some Georgia Bulldogs. The Philadelphia Eagle Bulldogs is what I'm going to start calling them now. But they definitely won the draft. Some good pickups there in that draft, along with a trade for DeAndre Swift. My take, those were my three winners. I think the Eagles are going to look, you know, obviously they're going to look like they're the top team in the NFC. Carolina's going to look much improved because I think they're building around Bryce Young. And, and I think still, even if they don't do the best as what we hope for, they're still going to try to build around Bryce Young. And then I think the Houston Texans won. I think they're going to build around C.J. Stroud and build around Will Anderson as their leader on defense. So I think that those are the three winners uh, from the NFL for the NFL draft. Now let's go with the three losers. In my in my estimated opinion, loser in my opinion was probably the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Cowboys had some needs there that they could have utilized. I think one big one was tight end. Um, even though they picked up Luke Schumacher, Luke Schumacher from Michigan, good pickup. He's a good tight end. Don't get me wrong. I think a Dalton Kincaid or a Michael Mayer from Notre Dame would have would have done them justice there. I think they would have, you know, had some good, some you know, uh, some good things going with them. They should have picked up a tight end, but they picked up Mozzie Smith. Nothing wrong with picking up Mozzie Smith. He's a good defensive tackle. I would have picked him up in the second round and then would have gone after Michael Mayer. Uh, I think that was a huge, you know, huge thing right there. Um, if they would have gone after a running back, I probably would have traded for a running back. Now, I thought the heartfelt moment with uh, Chris Vaughn, you know, scout of the Dallas Cowboys, and Deuce Vaughn, the Kansas City, uh, I'm sorry, Kansas State running back, Wildcats running back, um, that was a heartfelt moment. But still, if I would have picked up a running back, I probably would have picked up a more, one much earlier. Um, Deuce Vaughn is going to give you a heck of a, a heck of, he's going to give defense heck of fits. You know, he's going to do really, really well in the National Football League. I just would have picked up another running back earlier on. Deuce Vaughn, good pickup there, but there were some other running backs he could have gotten ahead of Deuce Vaughn. I think that a lot of picks that they've made were questionable. And I think that it was just, you know, like head scratchers, you know? So I think that's a loser there. I think, uh, and this is going to sound weird, you know, for saying this. And you're going to be like, Joel, why are they a loser? 
I honestly think that the Cincinnati Bengals were a loser in this draft. And I think that uh, a lot of it was because of, okay, one, they did pick up a need, and it was defensive backs. Of course, C.J. Turner from Michigan, good pickup there. They also, and then and listen, Miles Murphy, another, that was their first round pick, good pickup there. However, they did not, my take on this, did not uh, pick up a no line. Orlando Brown is a good pickup, and it was a good free agency signing. However, they need to pick up more linemen. Jonah Williams is on his way out, okay? He, he, he's made that clear. They're trying to work a trade out for him to go to another team. So he's on his way out. My take on it is Joe Burrow needs people to protect him. He got hurt. Now, keep in mind, his first season, the Bengals could have made the playoffs, it was that good. Joe Burrow on his rookie year could have made the playoffs. However, he got sacked too much and he got hurt, blew his knee out, and, you know, it happened. Super Bowl. They made it the Super Bowl. They won. Good season for them. Uh, they didn't win the Super Bowl. They won out in the playoffs. They made it the Super Bowl, and then they lost to the Los Angeles Rams. They lost to the Rams. Why? Because their line did not hold up against that defensive line. The line is a central part of, for this team, and I think it's a huge need for this team right now. In my opinion and in my honest estimated thoughts that the Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals do need more linemen, I think it kind of hurt a little bit that Anton Harrison went to the Jacksonville Jaguars because the next pick was the Cincinnati Bengals. They could have used an Anton Harrison or a Daryl Wright or, you know, I would have traded up for some of these guys. They didn't They didn't do it. Um, I think that... Uh, their need, I think it was a a, a a lose for them because of the offensive linemen. I thought I would have probably zoned in on some of the offensive linemen. They picked up more defensive players and, you know, good on them for picking up a defensive back. They filled up some needs on that one. But with Miles Murphy, I know Miles Murphy was a good get. He still is not the, you know, what I mean, he you have a defense in the end in Sam Hubbard. It's not going to hurt to have two, one on Sam Hubbard on one end, and then Miles Murphy on the other. It's not going to hurt. However, you need some linemen. You need some guys to protect Joe Burrow, or he's going to keep getting you know keep getting beat up, and you don't want that. So I think that was a, a key. Uh, I think in that mind was a key need for them, and they didn't utilize it enough. I think that, in my opinion, they lost a little bit in the draft. They were a loser in the draft. So one more uh, before we move on is the Tennessee Titans. That's my last loser. I think Will Levis was a good pickup. Now, Will Levis fell out of the first round. I thought because the Colts were high on him that they he was going to get picked in the top four. It was not the, not the case. Uh, he fell out of the first round. Um, there was a 0.1% chance he'd you know be on the board going into the second round. ESPN Analytics uh, did that and dated that up. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, I thought they picked him there. I mean, there's been some rumors about, you know, Malik Willis not being, not uh, Mike Verbal and the management organ and the organization and management not being a fan of Malik Willis at drafting him. Uh, they're looking, you know, at trade deals and packages for Ryan Tannehill in the near future. So Tannehill could be a bridge quarterback until Will Levis learns the ropes and you know, eases his way into the lineup, just like an Anthony Richardson. I thought Anthony Richardson with the Colts, it's a decent pick, but he's just got to, you know, work his way into the lineup. We'll talk about that pick later, um, but that's another that's another topic. But Will Levis fell out of the first round. They took him. Uh, they took Peter Skaronsky. That's a, that's a good, those are some good, two good pickups. Then they started picking up more 
offensive guards and more offensive players that are kind of just, in my on in my honest opinion, who could be second string type players. Good, pick them up, but you need more on the defensive side of the ball, and they didn't utilize defense enough. And it's it, we're it's weird because I was going okay. You should have used the offensive guards for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now I'm looking at it like okay, now you need to utilize defense enough. I think the Titans' issue is they need to utilize defense more, and they really didn't zero in on the defense a whole lot, and they didn't really have a form. It, it sounded like they didn't have a formidable plan to you know in the draft. Now I'm not saying I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not saying anything like this. It just seems like you know the Titans were you know, not focused on defense enough. I feel like they should have been focused a little bit more on defense and zeroing in on the defense. Now, good. Granted, help Will Levis out because if Will Levis is going to be y'all's quarterback for the future, you're going to need to help him out. However, I think zeroing in on the defense would be a little bit more, you know, a little bit more, you know, I, I think you'd be, you know, a good thing to do for the Titans because the Titans need some help on defense they didn't do that. Um, I, I think they're. A, I think a loser in this draft is the Titans, just because you know they didn't utilize some of their needs. And it's all about really in the draft utilizing your needs. Really, you know, you're 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 separating. You, okay, yeah, get what you want, of course, but look into your needs and look on the board and see. Okay, who's the best player at this position right now? Who's not already taken or draft? You know, we may need that. I get it's about skill set and who fits their schemes, but you got to look at who's on the board, you know, okay, who's our best player on this position that we need to fill. You need to go from your needs. Wants are good. It's great. I want a Bryce Young. You know what I'm saying? I want a Bryce Young, but you got to go with who fits your scheme more, which in the Panthers' eyes, Bryce Young fits their scheme. Who? I mean, yeah, but we need Bryce Young, right? They need The Carolina Panthers need Bryce Young. You gotta look at your needs, right? From top to bottom, look at what you need to fill in for your positions and your gaps. So I think that those are my three winners and losers. The draft was exciting. And look, the Dallas Cowboys, Titans, and the Bengals are still gonna have good seasons. Don't get me wrong. I think they're gonna be solid teams this year. I just think they could have capitalized a little bit more in their draft. You know, they could have capitalized and done a little bit more in their draft. I think they're going to have solid seasons. I really do. I think the Dallas Cowboys is going to have a solid season. I think the Bengals is definitely going to have a solid season. The Bengals are still going to be one of the top teams in the in the eight, not just in the AFC North. They're not going to be just the team in the North. They're going to be the top one of the top teams in the AFC. So, I mean, them and the Titans. The Titans are going to be solid and they're going to be solid as well. I don't think they're, you know, they're not going to be as good as probably as the Bengals are right now, but the Titans are going to have, you know, an okay season in my estimate. So they just they could have just capitalized a little bit more. And that is what this is all about. The winners and losers is about, okay, who capitalized right and who should have capitalized more. So I think they should have just capitalized a little bit more. That's all it is. It's not that I'm not, you know, saying that they're, you know, not a good football organization. I think they're solid organizations. I just think they should have capitalized more on some skill position needs that they needed. So um those are my winners and losers for the NFL draft. Now, let's move on from the NFL draft to some NFL news. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll be real quick with this. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, let's just, you know, we can pop up the graphic in a minute. But Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, it's been a, a long-going saga. He requested a trade, and then Odell Beckham signed with the Baltimore Ravens. He wanted more receivers. Odell Beckham was enticing enough. And then they were able to work out a deal. 
So the graphic's going to pop up in a minute, but the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson have agreed on a five-year contract extension worth $260 million, $185 million guaranteed, and a no-trade clause, of course, added on to that. So, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, the saga's over. He is still a Raven. He is now a Raven, and he will not be a free agent next season. He'll be a Raven until for the next five years. He is the highest-paid player in NFL history and highest-paid quarterback in history as well. He, he has eclipsed the Jalen Hurts deal from a couple of weeks, a few weeks back. So, yeah, it, it was a pickup, and what was enticing enough is he's got two guys with him. He's got Odell Beckham now. And he's got Zay Flowers from the from the draft. So he's got two guys, including March, Mark, and, Mark Andrews, the tight end, Mark Andrews. And then he's got J.K. Dobbins at running back. So those are some good, enticing weapons that he has around him. Now it's all about what you do with it. You know, you got the money and you got the, the weapons. You got everything you want. Can you produce... A Super Bowl. That's the only thing. That's what that's what he wants. He wants to produce a Super Bowl. Can he do it? Can he get past the first and second round of the playoffs? That is the main question out of this deal that I was thinking to myself. Can he do it? I'm not saying he can't. I'm not saying he can. But he's got to prove that right now. You know, he's got to prove that. He's. I mean, that's a, that's too good of a deal and too good of a money to not try to prove that. You know. I'm gonna. I have the swagger about me now. We're gonna go. We're gonna get to work. Beckham's on my my team now. I got Zay Flowers. I got uh, Rashad Bateman. He's also on my team. I forgot about Rashad Bateman. You got Mark Andrews, a tight end, good blocker, accurate catcher. You got J.K. Dobbins, man. He can run the rock, and he's a power back. You got some weapons, man. You got some pieces on defense to fill. You know you know, some out, you know, and you got to back a quarterback in case Lamar can't go or he's hurt, you know. The Ravens have some options, but with mainly with Lamar Jackson is this. Can you capitalize, right? Can you capitalize on, you know, what the Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl or just making it, you know, just making do what you have, you know. And I think that's literally the only question I have. Can he make do and can he do it? I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know. I don't. I can't sit there and say, yeah, he can do it. You know, I can't sit there and say, yeah, you know, he can't do it. I'm not going to sit there and say that. Who am I to say that? You just got to see if he can. You know, he's just got to prove it to us. Lamar Jackson had his press conference today. said he always wanted to be a Raven. He just wanted to, he just wanted more money and an accurate deal. I mean, obviously. I mean, everyone wants more money. You know, you want a contract extension. You want to work out a deal to be one of the highest paid players in the league. You, you know your worth, right? You know your worth. $185 million guaranteed, no trade clause, and for five years, $260 million in full. So Lamar Jackson has agreed to a new deal. So, I mean, moving on from that, I mean, that that's pretty much it, right? I mean, can Lamar Jackson make do what he's worth? I mean, you can, you can, we can have a whole other discussion about that, but that's pretty much it. Lamar Jackson has signed a new deal. The saga is over, and... Lamar Jackson's going to get to work with Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham and, you know, Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, and a lot of the weapons he has on offense now. So that's pretty much it with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. So moving on, uh, we're going to be talking about, just real quick, uh, the Tom Brady and Fox deal. There's been some rumors that Tom Brady might not end up, you know, 
joining Fox. I think that's it's kind of a huge a huge loss, honestly. I think Tom Brady knows the game well, and this is from a this is some broadcasting news. I haven't really reported on broadcasting news on Pigskin Frenzy yet, but I mean, there's been some you know rumors uh, according to, according to NFL insiders and NFL Network that he might not join Fox. There's a 50, 50 50 possibility he might not do it. He might walk away from the 375 million before it gets started, and he may you know you know. Not even, you know, fill out the contract. He may release himself from the contract before they start paying him, before he gets signed, and, you know, before he starts working in the 2024 season. So it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, it's sad, but in a way, I get it. Maybe he wants to take away from, you know, step away from the game a little bit. Maybe he wants to, you know, just relax and, you know, just focus on his kids and his family and, you know, himself. That's, you know, who knows? No one knows, but it's a shame, man. Tom Brady is one of the greatest quarterbacks all, of all time, and he's entertaining. He's funny, and he's got a personality about him. So it's kind of interesting that Tom Brady might not join Fox as a, com- a sport uh, pl- color commentator and a uh, studio analyst, you know, for games. So that's gonna be gonna be you know kind of interesting. So Tom Brady might not join Fox. That's uh, a key news there. I don't have a lot, you know, on that, but. It, I was just, you know, kind of pointing that out that I found out today. So, moving on, and one more thing before we conclude today's episode is the 2023 NFL schedule release. Now, I have some updated information on that, and it's it's one of those things where, okay, we look forward to seeing what teams, you know, are going to play who, and if you're a, a fan of the Eagles or the Titans, I know I, I know some Titans fans out there, um, so... You know, who, who are we going to play? You know, who are we going to play? Who are we going to, you know, go up against week one up till week 18? So I have some information on this. They are, according to NFL insiders and sources for NFL Network, they are looking to finalize that time and that time frame to be released in next week, actually, in a in next week. So May 11th, next Thursday. Um, it's looking like that, and it's looking like, you know, that, that is the target date for the NFL schedule release is going to happen Thursday, May 11th. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, we're going to be talking about some matchups here in the next few months. But regarding the NFL schedule release, Thursday, May 11th is the targeted date for that. And I think that's all the information I really have on that is because, you know, just, you know, is the release date. Now, um, that's the next big thing. That's the next thing that everyone's looking forward to. You're going to look and see, okay, who is, you know, some of these draft picks? Who is C.J. Stroud going to face in his first game? Who is Bryce Young going to face in his first game? Who is the New York Jets going to face in their first game when Aaron Rodgers makes his debut in New York? You know, uh, will Saquon Barkley, you know, suit up for the, the the Giants? I expect he would, and I expect he will, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just adding I'm just adding some drama, okay, guys? Just, <laughs> But no, but I'm just, I'm just being honest, you know, what's going to happen here, you know? There's been a rumor matchup that the Chiefs and the Eagles are going to have a Super Bowl rematch. I would be all for that. You know, that was a good game. It was an excellent game. I cannot wait to see it come up this season if they play. Um, You know, who are the Bengals going to, you know, go up against their first game? Who are the Bills going to face? Who are the Saints going to face? Who are the Patriots going to face? Who are the Dolphins? You know, it's all about who your favorite team is and who who we're going to face from week one to week 18. So the targeted date for there is Thursday, May 11th. That is pretty much all the information I have. And 
now we're out of time. So uh, big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some NFL coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, leave a like on the episode, and leave a comment down below. Facebook, if you're, okay, again, I keep getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Podbean, if you're listening on there, share around with others, follow on there as well. Spotify, if you're listening on there, share around with others and follow on there as well. Sorry, social media. I keep jumping the gun on this. I am. I apologize. Twitter, at Pigskin underscore Frenzy, all lowercase. All you got to do is type it in. You'll, you know, find it. Follow and like the page there. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. Now, guys, Facebook. Sorry, I keep jumping into the social medias real quick. I'm sorry. Facebook. So, Follow and like the page there. Pigskin Frenzy, type it in. You'll follow along the page. You'll get episode updates as well as news, highlights, and notifications from across college and NFL football. A big thank you for taking some time out of your Thursday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some NFL coverage. Again, um, you know, Tuesday, college football edition of Pigskin Frenzy. We'll have more, you know, updates around the, you know, the news and, you know, highlights from around college football. Uh, again, we're entering the dead period of football. So just bear with me, but we're going to get through it. You know, July is going to come soon and we're going to see spring camp and OTAs. And before you know it, we'll have preseason of NFL football. We'll have college football around the corner. So, you know, we'll, it's it's all going to be good. But for now, we got to get to the summer dead period. But college football news and highlights Tuesday. I'm Joel Norris signing off and we will see you guys for another edition on Tuesday of Pigskin Frenzy.